Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Lisa McNeely. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm your host for Spotlight on Recruiting. Our show today, college interns are an asset to your company. Do you want to know how to attract them? And we actually have two, we brought in two experts today. Um, So I'm excited to welcome two young women to our show, um, Vanessa Anderson and Carson McNeely. Um, Both of them attend the University of California, Berkeley. Impressive. Um, And uh, before we dive in, I want to take a minute and have uh, Vanessa and Carson, why don't you guys just introduce yourselves. Tell us where you're from what year in school you are, what, what you're studying. Yeah, um, so, I'm Carson. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm, sorry that, that's, that's, my, that's my fault. Let's go, ahead, let's go ahead, Carson, you start, and then we'll have Vanessa. Sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm Carson. I'm from San Diego. I'm going into my senior year at UC Berkeley, and I'm studying nutritional science and psychology. And I'm Vanessa. Um, I'm from the Bay Area. And I'm studying uh, molecular and cell biology, and I'm also pre-med. Very good. Impressive, ladies. Um, so what our show today is, what we, I wanted to do is I wanted to bring in some college students because we've had experts on this show from the recruitment side of um, actual uh, recruiters who are recruiting college interns. But I thought it would be um, really interesting to have college students come on and actually share their perspective of the internship hiring process and, um, you know, to have them just discuss, like, some of the things that, Um, that they would like to have happen, things that they've experienced, what are the opportunities for companies um, to um, improve upon, I guess, their recruiting practices. Um, So I guess before we, like, just get started is um, uh, we'll start with you, Vanessa. Can you tell me, like, what internship – do you currently have an internship or what internships have you applied for? Yeah, so um, I've held about five internships. Um, throughout my high school and college career and applied to dozens more besides. Um, And it's mostly been internships in um, computer science and biology and mostly STEM-related internships. Okay. Um, And how did you find those internships? Yeah, and I mostly found them – through this website called Handshake, uh, where companies can connect to students, um, specifically like UC Berkeley students. They can put postings for opportunities on there. And um, my department also has a newsletter where outside organizations can post um, directly to um, molecular and cell biology students, um, and it will just come right into my inbox. So those have both been great resources for me to find opportunities. 
Okay. Okay. Really good. And then, um, Carson, same question for you. Um, are you um, currently working in internship or have you applied for internships and um, how did you find them? Yeah, so I've had two internships uh, in my college career. I am currently in an internship as well. Um, I've mostly found my internships through, I guess, a couple different ways for applying. I mean, this summer alone I applied to about 50 internships. Um, so I found those through Handshake, like Vanessa said. That's a really great resource. I also use LinkedIn a lot as well um, to search for internships through their platform. Um, another way I've been able to find some opportunities is through um, mutual connections with people that I know, being able to find um, talk to people from companies and see if they do need any help, if they're interested in internship. And then the other way is through um, some of my student organizations on campus. Um, we've had some companies come and talk to us, and they will provide some internship information or provide their contact information that I've been able to reach out to later um, to see if they have any opportunities. Great, great. Well, it sounds like that, I mean, for both of you, um, uh, that you're using like a variety of resources as far as being able to identify um, what internships, you know, are out there and available. Um, I guess, you know, the one question um, I wanted to, I guess, ask is, you know, because there is just a variety of platforms that, you know, companies can use, what can organizations do to make it easier for you to find internships? What has been the easiest way, I guess? Maybe that's a better question. And uh, uh, Vanessa, what, I'll have you answer first. Yeah, sure. So um, in my opinion, I feel like I am really likely to um, see opportunities when they're making the effort to reach out to students rather than I have to make the effort to kind of go and hunt for um, the opportunity on my own. So like I said, things that will like come right into my inbox through like the newsletter, I'm going to be able to see those even if I'm not specifically looking for an internship. Um, and then I'd say also um, if companies just post like a single internship on like a bunch of different platforms, you know, I'm going to be more likely to see it again and again when I'm looking at these different resources and maybe something that I'm taking a pass on the first time I see it, maybe the second time I see it, I'm like, well, actually, you know, this internship might look a lot better than I initially thought. So um, reaching out to students, making the effort, as well as kind of posting on a variety of platforms, I feel like those are the best way um, for me to see those opportunities. Okay, good. Carson, um, I guess the same question for you is um, what could organizations do to make it easier for you to find their internships? Yeah, I think I totally agree with Vanessa. I think the easiest way um, for me is the companies that do reach out and kind of in those newsletters, going to organizations, um, going to career fairs, things like that. It's definitely the easiest way for me to find um, internships versus going and hunting them down. It takes a lot of time, and there's a whole bunch of internships available, so it's um, more difficult to find them. And then um, the other one is probably be having also an updated website, which seems kind of silly, um, but a lot of it, sometimes I'll be looking at specific companies, and I'll go to their careers page, and it's not updated, or their internship page that says 2019. Um, but then through another path, I can find the company, and they do have an internship. Um, so that's a little bit of a determined deterrent for me is if the web page isn't um, totally updated, which is kind of silly, but uh, that would be make it a lot easier as well. 
Yeah, no, um, that's a whole other issue of having um, their website un- not updated, uh, to be quite honest. Uh, so, so, yeah, I'm going to just tell any of the listeners out there right now, if your website is not updated, update it, please. Um, so I want to ask, as far as, like, the outreach, I know that um, just in other conversations that we've had, um, one of you had talked about, um, you know, that you, well, you both have talked about, like, association organizations on campus. And I know that um, for Vanessa, that your or your organization, they send you a newsletter that has opportunities in it. And then um, I think Carson, once before, we had talked about um, uh, they had done like a Zoom call um, that came through one of the um, associations that you're part of the campus. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so for me, um, I've had a couple companies come and talk to me um, and other students through one of my clubs on campus. Um, we're focusing on food and business. So we have a lot of food companies come and talk to us. Um, some of them have done kind of resume workshop type of things um, where they talk about best ways to build resume, how to do interviews, things like that, and then at the end provide their information. And then I've also had some that I think are a bit more useful um, where they come and they just talk about their company and what opportunities they have available both in internships and then also after graduation of how you can get involved and what they do. Um, both are really useful, I think, um, for getting interested in a company. I think the second option of talking about the, in, the opportunities and how you can grow within the company and um, how, what great things the company does is definitely the most useful. Um, overall, it's a really great way um, to get you interested. And then even if I can't apply that year, I have had something else I can bookmark it for future to apply to as well. You know, that's, that's, um, I think it's really interesting. And I want, I want to dive in deeper on, um, you know, what companies are, like, really doing to advertise and kind of razzle-dazzle you to get you to apply for these internships. Um, but we're going to take um, just a quick sponsor break, so don't go away because uh, we have a lot more to cover um, on how uh, you can attract college students. Thanks so much, Lisa. Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good, and they're working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and the opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for good, and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. So thank you for your support, Microsoft, and to all of our sponsors and our partners. And now we come back to your show. Thanks, Michelle. Um, so before we um, take the sponsor break, we were talking about, um, you know, what companies are doing to just kind of get in front of um, the college students. And I know, um, you know, uh, Carson, um, you had talked about um, companies that have come in. Um, and, you know, I think that, you know, sometimes that they come in and they'll do like how to interview or resume writing. Um, are there other topics or subjects that they could cover that would be of interest to the students? Or could they just simply come in? Um, and I guess, and this is maybe a question for the club, is would the club allow them just to come in and say, we just want to talk about like our company and how um, these different majors, what positions we would have for these folks in this major? So I guess, yeah, I think Vanessa, I, I'll have you answer that. Or Carson. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, I, I, yeah, I think that's a great option, um, really great option to just talk about different paths um, students can take within their company. 
um, it's a really great way to get connected to students. I can let Vanessa add. <laughs> yeah, um, I think there's definitely benefits to both. Um, if you are, you know, holding a uh, workshop for like resume writing and things like that, you're probably going to attract um, some younger college students who uh, don't know those things. So like first years, second years, um, whereas people who are a little bit older, um, such as myself, I'm more likely to just go to the straight informational um, sessions just so I can get my information and, you know, make the decision um, rather than having to sit through an entire kind of like lecture on stuff that I already know. Um, but I, I do appreciate those those initial kind of workshops for like resume building and, and professional skills uh, building just because it does show that the company is, you know, invested in your own growth as well rather than um, just, you know, taking all of your work and um, it being only a one-way relationship. So I do appreciate that um, companies that put in that effort to um, make it a two-way street. Yeah, no, I think that, and I, there's a, an interesting thing that you said as far as, like, they're interested in your growth. Um, and so one of the questions, and, and again, we had talked, um, Carson and Vanessa and I, we, we talked um, offline um, prior um, to today, and one of the things we were talking about were um, specifically job advertisements. And um, what, I guess, what is, what can a company do um, as far as their job advertisements um, to make you interested in the role? What do you want to see in those job ads? And uh, we'll go to Vanessa. Sure. Um, so for me, job ads are going to be very attractive if they're very well organized. So if I have like if there's like a bullet list where I can find exactly the information I want, you know, is it paid or unpaid? How many hours am I going to be working? What majors, what years are they looking for? All of that information, that's pretty essential. Um, and then also, like I said before, I really appreciate um, companies and organizations that are willing to invest in me as much as I'm willing to work for them. Um, so if they have information on skills that I'm going to be learning during this, opportunity or like how I can grow in the future or maybe what past interns have done um, and gone on to do. Um, those are definitely very attractive for me. Good. Um, so Carson, um, anything to add to that? I really agree with everything Vanessa said. Um, I think it kind of goes along with, I know that um, there's a lot of time, everyone's time is really valuable um, as well. So I think one thing that I look for is because I, I look at companies and a lot of them will have multiple internships and sometimes I'll see um, a company that has maybe five internships posted with different titles, but then the job description is the exact same for all of them. And that's a little bit confusing for me as to which one I would be best fit for. Um, Cause now I'm kind of just basing it off of the title. Um, so I think it's kind of similar in how companies want um, their applicants to personalize their resumes and cover letters and things like that. It's kind of, we want that same thing. Um, so a job, job description and job advertisement that, um, like Vanessa said, is really organized and clear um, is really important to me. Um, and then another thing is just the as easy as they can make the application um, is also a really big bonus. Um, I've seen some job uh, advertisements where at the end it just says to email someone um, about the application and then they'll send you more details on how to apply, um, which is fine. It's just kind of an extra step um, that when I'm trying to apply for um, my, my internships is like can really uh it's just an extra step that can might deter me a little bit 
Yeah, no, and I agree with that. And I think that that, that doesn't even um, apply just for, I guess, for just college. Um, that I think that is across the board for recruiting is for any um, recruitment, you want it to be an easy process. Um, you know, candidates and, you know, shouldn't have to um, – uh, it, it shouldn't be a heavy lift to be able to apply for a job. Um, and I think I, I agree with you, Carson, is, you know, if you're, ha- if you're on a platform where they can actually apply through the platform, um, let you apply through the platform versus having you apply via email. Now, if they sent you an email and said, you know, respond to this email, well, that's easy, right? Um, so it's, you know, use the tools, I think, and technology that they're advertising on. Um, as far as, you know, applying to that position. Um, so I, I have, um, I guess, uh, a question for you, and, um, and I already know the answer to this. And actually, um, um, the young women, uh, we had a, a, a broader bunch of um, young women yesterday when we had spoke, and um, I had asked the question about what is the best communication, like what's your preferred communication, um, and I'm not, and, and I was actually surprised because what the preferred communication came out was what I thought would not be the answer. Um, so I'm going to ask this question. Um, so uh, Carson, how would you like to be communicated um, with from organizations? Um, best way to communicate with me, my preferred method would be through my school email. Um, I'm pretty on top of my email. Um, it is clear. I think maybe. Some people think that college students aren't super on top of their email, which maybe is true your, like, first or second year, but I think by the time you're really going through college, you have to be pretty on top of it. Um, so email is definitely my preferred method of communication. Okay, very good. And then, um, Vanessa, same question for you. Right, totally agree with that, what uh, Carson said. Um, at this point, um, college students, you know, uh, we kind of have to mold ourselves to the working world as well. So we, we've gotten behind email. Um, I feel like um, either email or just like sometimes like LinkedIn, that can also be helpful for people since they'll have that on their phone. And if that's like how they're finding the opportunity, they'll be looking for that. Um, I would, you know, advise against um, some other forms of communication, such as like calling, um, since college students aren't always going to be available since we're going to classes, we're doing extracurricular things like that. And then also um, text message is also like a little bit weird um, for me at least just because it feels like it's kind of a blending of like work and personal life that I don't um, really like as much as having like a separate like just my email for work stuff. Um, In addition, it can be really easy to lose text as opposed to being able to save uh, emails and flag them and things like that. So um, that's what I would say. Yeah, certainly. And I, and if any, and our listeners on the call, I, I, I'm going to guess because, you know, um, we've talked to, and I, you know, I've attended a lot of different like workshops and, you know, talked to a lot of um, recruiters and, you know, we talk about like, you know, the different generations and the best way to communicate with them. And it's always been like, Oh, text, text or WhatsApp or, um, something like that is going to be um, one of the best um, methods because that's what you guys are on. Um, but I think so. I was surprised when you when you when the group said email, and I think um, one of the, one of the individuals that we were, we were speaking with, she had said kind of the same thing that you had kind of mentioned, Vanessa, is 
that she actually had a company that just kept calling her and calling her, and she got so frustrated because every time they would call her, she was actually in class. And, um, and so it was a, just a deterrent and said the same thing as I'd really prefer email. Um, and then, Carson, you had mentioned as well yesterday, um, the hard thing with text is a lot of times they'll text you, but they don't say who they are. Um, they may give you a name, but they don't tell you what company they're with or what the role is. Um, it's just this kind of ominous, like, text message um, that you don't know really, like, you want to respond to, but it's really how do I respond to this, right? Yes, yes. I've gotten a couple of text messages from companies where I then have to kind of go back and retrace my steps into who's actually um, texting me and trying to set up an interview. Um, so email is definitely a lot easier. I can have all the information in a single chain. I can keep track of it um, a lot easier. Yeah, and I think the other thing, too, that, um, you know, and I just know this from just recruiting as far as um, what some of my, you know, candidates have said is um, when they do messaging through different platforms, that sometimes those messages, they do come to your email, however, the message is, like, truncated, and then you actually have to go in and log in to the platform to see the whole message. Um, do you, are the, either of you experiencing something like that? Yes, I've gotten that um, through LinkedIn and Handshake. I will get an email that says someone sent me a message through one of those platforms, um, and then I can see about half of the message, and then I have to go in and log in and see the message, which is fine, but um, it, I'm still going through my email to see that message. So um, yeah, it's just yeah. kind of an extra step, and then I don't get to see the whole thing. So Yeah, yeah, and I guess for, the, you know, and I have to, you know, I guess um, – from the recruiter company side is we don't always have your email addresses. Um, and so if we don't have an email address, then the next best thing is I've got to message you through one of these platforms. Um, uh, but the nice thing would be like, Hey, you know, I guess uh, is take it back to email maybe instead of just, you know, communicating through the platform. I don't know um, if there would be an issue either way there. I guess my next question that I have for you as far as, um, you know, just the, the communication, um, you know, we had talked about, like, if you could design the recruiting experience, you know, whatever, whether the technology exists or it does not exist, um, what would you do? Um, what would be, like, your ideal recruiting process? And um, I'll go uh, Carson first. Yeah, um, my I, I totally ideal recruiting process um, would be if uh, a company probably reaches uh, out, if I get in contact with a company through an organization or a newsletter or something like that um, is definitely the easiest, at least for on my end. Um, and then a fairly simple application process. Um, I don't, I, I'm totally happy writing cover letters, resumes, all of those things, even answering maybe one question. Um, ideally, I don't want to be writing two or three or, or up to five kind of essay questions um, for just an application. Um, I'd rather submit my resume and cover letter and then be able to do an interview. I think I'll be able to express myself better um, through an interview anyway. Um, it's a little bit less time consuming. It's probably going to cover very similar things that I would talk about in an interview. Um, and then at the end of the process, um, whether I get the opportunity or I don't, um, I'd love to just hear back. Uh, a lot of times I don't hear back. Um, I mentioned earlier I applied to 50 internships this summer, and I uh, heard back from 16. And even of those 16, I think five, I got an interview and then never heard back after the interview. 
Um, so if whether or not um, I uh, they company thinks I'd be a good fit for the opportunity, I would love to at least hear back um, if I didn't get it or if I did get the position. Yeah, no, and I think that, you know, we had another show um, about ghosting, and, you know, we talked about um, on that show it was um, actually candidates um, ghosting employers. Um, you know, and the sad thing is, is, you know, employers have been ghosting candidates for a really long time, um, and um, I think that, you know, it is frustrating as far as, I think for anybody, right, that um, if you apply, you just, you would like to hear back. And I know that, um, I just know a student who she had said um, that she had applied for over 140 internships um, for, you know, this coming summer. And um, of those, she ended up having, um, you know, 10, 10 interviews and offers. Um, but she said, so a majority of them, though, had ghosted, um, ghosted her completely, or they responded after the internship would have started. Um, and I think, you know, if you think about that and uh, the amount of effort that you have to put in, especially if you're doing like five essay questions, which, um, again, I'm going to just tell our listeners, um, if you're having to someone do five essay questions to apply for an internship, um, I, I think that's a bit excessive. You're, you probably aren't getting a lot of candidates because you have to be really dedicated. So if anybody's actually doing that, um, uh, and I know that maybe part of it is they want to look for dedication, um, but at the same time, um, uh, we all have the same amount of time, right? And I don't know what additional information they are getting from five essay questions that they couldn't get in maybe one essay question. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, that seems to be a bit excessive, um, I guess, from at least my point of view. Um, so I have, the, I guess, the same question for you, Vanessa. What would your, like, ideal recruiting process look like? Yeah, um, I definitely agree with most of the stuff that Carson said. Um, you know, reach out to students, um, ask for, like, my preferred method of communication. Um, all of those things are really good. I will add, like, a little a bit of a different perspective on in terms of the actual application process. Um, I would say that, um, I actually, like when I first started out, was super daunted by this idea of a cover letter because it just seemed so different from anything I'd ever done um, in high school because um, a lot of the things that you're applying for in high school, um, you're writing essays for. So that felt a little bit safer for me. That felt like a little bit more structured. So um, I, like at least for the first couple internships that I did, I definitely appreciated um, opportunities that did have essay questions as opposed to a cover letter because I wasn't too sure what I would put in a cover letter. Um, but I will definitely stress that um, the essay questions should not be super long. Like I should not be writing like pages and pages. Um, so definitely um, if you're going to go the essay route, um, maybe just like one to two questions and keep them short because um, I feel like even if you have multiple essay questions, as long as they're shorter, like they're a little bit more manageable um, and, you know, you aren't getting as much fluff in, in those um, essays as well, you're, you're more likely to just get straight to the point. Um, and then at the end of the process, just like Carson said, definitely, definitely, um, I'd like to hear back. It's going to make me more likely to um, want to apply again, um, even if I don't get it. 
Yeah, good. No, I think that's good. I think that's that's a really good perspective, um, especially you know when when you're talking about like the cover letter, like the first couple of years. Um, I you know that's something that I honestly had never even thought of. Like, yeah, you're right. You, um, you know, it's like a resume. You really haven't done like a full resume typically when you're in high school, um, and the same would go for a cover letter. But you write essays every day, um, and so I, I think that's great perspective. And I like this. Um, the other thing that I really like, and I think this is a myth just in recruitment overall, is, um, you know, because I, I will ask, like, my candidates when I get them on the phone, however, um, just up front, why are we not asking preferred method of communication? Have you ever been asked in an application process your preferred method of communication? I haven't. Either I've I've been... Go ahead, Carson. I've, Sorry. I've been asked. I've been asked for my preferred method of communication, I believe, in probably two applications. Um, and then both of those companies I actually was ghosted from. So I, they didn't use either method of communication. <laughs> so so <laughs> they, were, they were on track, and then yes. they weren't on track. The intent was there. <laughs> yeah, the intent was oh. there. But <laughs> yeah, oh, dear. Well, you know, they, they, almost, they almost had a really great employer brand, and then it, it, it went – it went downhill. Um, and then, Vanessa, you said you've never been asked that question. No. Yeah. And I, in all the years that I've been doing recruiting, I don't think I've ever worked with an organization that that was part of the recruiting process, even is, like, added to – because I know that they'll ask, like, what is your email? What is your phone number? Is this a mobile number? Or is this, you know, um, and maybe they'll ask, like, the, you know, can we text you and get approval to text you? But I don't, I don't have ever seen where they've actually implemented to say, um, you know, what is your preferred method of communication? So anybody who's out there for technology, that would be a great thing um, to add to those platforms. Um, so I want to, I'm just going to check time. So um, we are almost out of time. And so, um, you know, before um, we go, um, I just, I guess I just have, you know, one more question for both of you, and it's a really simple one. You know, is there something that you think our listeners um, really need to know about um, recruiting internship or the recruiting process um, that, you know, we, we really didn't touch on today? I think we did a pretty good job. But is there anything, <laughs> yeah, Vanessa, you, you would add? <laughs> yeah. Um, I just can't emphasize enough, you know, talk, t you know, give, talk back to the students afterwards, tell us how we did. <laughs> that, that's probably one of the hardest things and discouraging things um, for kids that are just starting out uh, applying to internships. It's just when you don't hear anything back. So that would be my main takeaway. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Carson, same question for you. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Just just let us know. Um, I think not hearing from companies makes us apply to more internships, and then companies have more applications to go through, and it's just kind of a vicious cycle. So um, let us know. Uh, tell us if we, if we got the opportunity or not. It would be extremely helpful, I think, for everybody involved. Yes, no, I agree. And, and well, and they create their own competition, right, because now you're applying to more. So, um, right. So, yeah, so I think, you know, and um, – you know, and I know that we need to wrap up like we're almost at time. So I think it's like, hey, make sure your job postings are clear. Tell them, you know, is it paid or unpaid? And you know what? All internships should be paid. I'm sorry. They should not be unpaid. Um, 
you know, pay the students for the value of their time. Um, and then, you know, preferred method of communication. And then this is the same for all recruiting. You need to – the job posting, whether when you are doing any type of outreach, whether it's email, it's a job ad, um, you know, you're on a, you know, a, a video call and, you know, doing a present, presentation, is you need to tell – it needs to not be about the company, but more about – the applicant. What is this role in this company? What can they do for you, the applicant? Um, so everything needs to be looked at as what information does the college student want to know? Um, what can this, how can this internship help their future growth? Um, and those are the things that are going to be attractive um, to college students or applicants just in general. Um, so before we wrap up, anyone who's listening and they would like to connect with one of these amazing women, please reach out to me and I can connect you. Um, my contact information can be found on the show page, um, but it's also it's uh, Lisa at SpotlightRecruiting.com, uh, and I'm, I'd be happy to connect you um, with uh, one of these um, two young women. So thank you, Vanessa and Carson, for being on the show today and sharing your insights. I want to give a special thanks to all of our listeners, both in the U.S. and internationally. We'll be back again for another Women Lead Radio on Mondays at 9 Pacific and Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific. The next Spotlight on Recruiting will be on Monday, September 26th at 9 a.m. Go forth and hire and make me proud. Have a great day. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.